Eagles Entertainment. On Thursday, September 16th, Eagles players spoke to the media. First up, defensive tackle, Javon Hargrave. Javon, how do you how do you focus in this week after having one of your best games as a pro? Do you, is it pretty easy to put it in the rearview mirror and look forward to San Francisco? Of course, because uh, you really can't really buy into that because um, it's the NFL, it's week to week, so I got to come out here and try to perform my best this game because last week in the past and that, um, this week is all that matters. Did you hear from a lot of people after that game? Yeah, a lot of people uh, hit me up, <laughs> you know, um, uh, congratulating me and stuff, but like I said, after about Tuesday or Monday, I really wouldn't bother by it no more. What are the challenges of facing uh, Shanahan's zone, zone blocking schemes? Uh, they get off. <laughs> that's the first time you see an offensive line that's really running off the ball. Um, we pride ourselves on the defensive line of getting off the ball, but they, they're, they're pretty quick and trying to run off the ball and get to us. Sort of similar to that, how about the two quarterbacks they run out there? They seem to each have a little bit of a different skill set. How do you prepare for two quarterbacks uh, in one game? I mean, uh, I think Trey Lance, he's he's the rookie. He, he, he's been doing a lot of zone read and, you know, using them. He didn't really take many snaps, but they was using them in different ways. Uh, but uh, Garoppolo, he's a veteran and um, played in a lot of – played a lot of football and played in the Super Bowl. So we really prepared for that. Javon, how much different are they scheme-wise? Everybody talks about it. So I don't want to say an average team, but how much different – is San Francisco from uh, a typical NFL offense? Oh, it's way different. You don't see many offenses doing what they do. Um, they got different variety of things that they do, and they do it pretty good. They the best at what they do, um, especially zone scheming. Um, I, like I said, I never seen offensive line just run like they run. Seems like it was a pretty emotional win where you guys were celebrating in the locker room uh, pretty hard. How were you able to uh, to turn the you know, turn the page and, and get refocused. And what was the coach's message in, in that respect? I mean, that was just uh, his big message was that it's round one. So uh, this week is round two. Like I said, it's the National Football League. So, you know, you can win next week and it could be bad the, the following week. And that's a whole different story. So we just trying to focus on this week and so we can celebrate in that locker room again. How about playing at the link first time really for you uh, in front of a, what's going to be a packed house? I mean, how, how much are you looking forward to that? Oh, it was funny because I, uh, I played like my rookie year in Pittsburgh, and it was just a crazy environment. Uh, but they were screaming at me because um, yeah, was, it was bad for me going into them. But this time it's just it would be happy to see um, us getting making some plays and seeing how the fans react. Is, there, is it when you have a – Everybody cheering for you. Is it difficult to kind of rein in your emotions a little bit so you're not trying to do too much as a defense, would you say? Or No, you just, it's, it's definitely exciting when you uh, you can make a play um, and get the crowd reaction. It just make it that more exciting for you. What did the, uh, the tape show you about how Fletcher was impacting the impacting the game along the defensive front? I mean, Eric Fletcher, get, he get all the slides, so uh, it create a lot of one-on-ones for everybody else because um, basically the whole scheme is to uh, stop him from doing anything. So if, if, when he getting a double team, that means uh, everybody else got to win their one-on-ones. You got a couple slides too, though. 
<laughs> yeah, I got a couple, but he get he get majority of them. So like I say, I laugh and I mean I uh, I pick on him and BG about catching the slides and it's just freeing up a lot of us. How do you think Brandon Graham's playing? You know, he's getting pretty old now. I just wonder what you think of him. <laughs> <laughs> Next, wide receiver Devontae Smith. Ain't no telling who you might get. But, but uh, Jalen did, did mention that, that the, what we see is, is Devontae and what they see behind the scenes is Smitty. I mean, your, your personality seems like it, it is shining through pretty early here. Uh, you know, captured in the locker room, you dancing and, and the whole thing. What does that speak to? Um, I mean, that's just being around, like, the team. They've got me comfortable, got me out of my shell. So just being around those guys just got me comfortable. And, I mean, they see who I am just when I get comfortable around people. Obviously, had a ton of success at Alabama. How much did that help you to turn the page this week after after a, a, a great first game and a, a route for a win? I mean, being at Alabama it prepares you for the NFL. So being there, I feel like um, they get a lot of the credit. Coach Saban, just with everything that they do around there, just when you come here, the transition is not much of a transition because you've been doing it the whole time in Alabama. Were there some players in particular here that helped you to get out of your show that quickly? Um, really just everybody. I mean, the first day I stepped in the building, everybody just treated me like I was family. And then just going out there at practice, just being around the guys, I mean, that's just the whole team. I mean, I'm pr pretty sure I'm not the only person they got out of this year. Well, I think you said after the game that you thought the game ball or the one you scored the, the touchdown with would find you. I'm just curious if it, if it yeah, found it. Yeah, it found me. <laughs> How did it get to you? Uh, they just had it in my locker. I think I saw Jalen and Buzz pop their head out. How uh, you, you mentioned the guys and teammates helping you bring your personality out. Uh, how close have you gotten to those guys? Um, I mean, real close. I mean, we're in the same group, so we're around each other the majority of the day. So um, just any little thing on the field, off the field, we just talk about things in life in general. Just um, just like we're brothers, just sitting there, just talk about anything. I mean, that's what we do. How much are you asked to block here versus what you did in college? I mean, you, you're going to have to block. That's part of football. You're not going to get out there and just catch passes, and that's it. But, um, I mean, blocking is a mindset. You go out there, and you know the guy across from you, he's going to get the ball, so you have to go out there and block. So you're just doing it for him because when it comes to your chance, you want him to do the same for you. The game that um, Jalen Hurts had on, on Sunday, like how different was that from when you were first with him at Alabama? Um, I mean, did you see a big difference in, in how he's grown as a quarterback? I mean, Jalen's always been that guy that can make the right reads and things like that, just take what the defense gives you. But, I mean, it's all credit to how hard he's worked this offseason. I mean, he's been working. I mean, everything's working out for him. When you say that, that Alabama prepares you for the NFL, what are the ways in which you, you really see that come through? Um, just the way that you go about things, the way that you attack things, the mindset that you have. So when you go out to practice, you're not just going out there just going through the motions because, you know, if you go out there and you just go through the motions, you're not going to get the results you want. But if you go out there and you practice the way you're supposed to practice, the results are going to come. you think the transition's easier for Alabama guys or guys from the SEC, just those kind of programs, to the NFL just because they're kind of operated almost like from organizations just with a level of professionalism? Um, I say transition is easier for the guys that buy into the 
the details, being disciplined and things like that. When you buy into to principles and details of the organization, then it's going to work out for you. To us, it seems like you know Nick Sirianni and Nick Saban seem like such totally different personalities. But in terms of like what they emphasize, what what is similar, what carries over? Um, just the details, of everything, being committed and things like that. Just every little small detail, the right way to do things. I mean, that's that's what's like the same about them. Just the commitment and everything, going about things the right way. How, is, um, how have you adapted to come into a new city, a new environment, and just outside the building here? And what have you what have you made of Philadelphia versus obviously the South where you came from? Um, honestly, I don't leave my house. I mean, I come here and just go back home, so I haven't been nowhere. <laughs> you haven't been out to like dinner or or, nah. or get a cheesesteak somewhere or something like that? Nah, nah. All this or anything on, on the team? Nah. So, so like, how did you celebrate after the game um, the other night? Like, did you do anything? Well, I went home and I played 2K. <laughs> did you win? Yeah. Is, is the reason for staying, is this for focus or are you kind of more of a homebody or like, yeah, what are the reasons for just kind of staying in your little um, bubble? Um, that's, just, that's just how I am. Um, I don't like being around a lot of people. I don't like going out. I just kind of to myself, sit inside, watch film, play the game, sleep. That's about all I do. What was the best reaction you got to uh, to your locker room dance? Um, just really everybody was like, they ain't, like they ain't never seen me do nothing like that. A lot of people said that, and it was just like, I don't know. I just felt like doing it that that time. Sirianni said that he's gonna, he might try to learn that. Think he's got what it takes. <laughs> uh, I'm willing to teach him if you want to learn. Appreciate Up next to the podium, center, Jason Kelsey. Uh, well, I guess, uh, you know, the unknown was known pretty quickly. And were you surprised at how much success you guys had uh, in that opener? No, I think, um, you know, we've had a really good offseason offensively and defensively. I think you can tell when you have really good players. Um, we knew our defensive line was going to be a heck of a unit this year. We knew our offensive line, especially if we can stay healthy, was going to be really good. Jalen had a great camp. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of these, you know, interesting plays and creative things from the coaching staff all offseason, and we were really excited to get out there and run them. I mean, there's always a little bit of you whenever you're doing something for the first time where you're kind of waiting to see how it goes, but I, would, I wasn't surprised at all. And, um, you know, now it's just sustaining it and, you know, you know continuing that moving forward. Can uh, talk about the offense. What does it remind you of? Does it, does it have uh, elements of uh, chips offense in there? Um, from what you've ran, what, what does it remind you? Of? Yeah, I mean, you know, we do we, we do some tempo things the way Chip did. I think it's a little bit obviously more complex just because of we're in and out of no huddle. We're not always no huddle, so we do a lot more. Um, we can do a lot of different things, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know. There, there's similarities. There was even similarities with Chip's offense with Doug's offense. I think a lot of things that Chip did well, people took, and you see that across the league now, with the RPOs and the use of tempo, and and obviously you know Nick spent some time with Frank, and Frank played for the Buffalo Bills, or like the originators of like the no huddle offense when he was a player. So, you know there's there's elements of you know tempo huddle, um, you know get on the ball. You know I think it's it's all you know. You know, different tools in the box that we can use as an offense to keep the defense off guard. And, um, you know, we did it. It was executed really, really well, uh, especially on the coaches' end. 
simple, first game. Simple number numbers game. I mean, if you got three v two on the outside, if you got a certain number in the box, you know, like I mean, like, yeah, that makes it a lot simpler for for for, jo for Jalen if, if you're moving fast too. Yeah, I mean, it, it ends up being numbers. Any no matter how you string, the, the difference is when you go tempo. It, uh, presents, you know, defense has to get lined up. They have to get set. So, um, you know, it, um, you know, it can simplify things. Or defenses now are going to be adjusting. You know, we're going to have to see how teams defend it moving forward. You know, this is the first time that we went out there and did it on, on uh, game day. So, you know, teams are going to adjust. They're going to have game plans, and um, you know, this is where it really starts to get fun. You know, how do we adapt and uh, how do we still execute? On Isaac Sayamalo, um, I don't want to call him overlooked, but you're so accomplished. And yeah. Brandon and Lane, Jordan yeah. got the big contract. How much improvement have you seen from him over the years to where he is now? Yeah, I, I, I think Isaac's been you know, a standout stud for us for some time. I don't think it's, you know, this isn't like it's new this week. Um, you know, Isaac's been a hell of a player for us for a long time. I still remember when he was a, a rookie, we were asking him, and even a little bit into his second year, we were asking him to play tackle, guard, and center in tight end in some jumbo packages. So um, he's an incredibly smart player. He's very athletic. He's physical. Uh, he has all the traits that you need as an offensive lineman. And, um, you know, he certainly hasn't been overlooked in our room. We all have known how good Isaac is for a very long time. And, um, you know, it's only a matter of time before the national media catches on. Yeah, the screen game, it seems like it's going to be a big part of this offense. The guys up front, how much do you enjoy those opportunities to get to the next level and block? Yeah, I mean, get to the next level. Screens can be really explosive plays. They can also slow down a pass rush. I mean, you know, I'm, you know they did a lot of screens in Indy, and, um, you know, it seems like that's going to be a big part of our offense. We have the offensive line and the backs to execute them as well. Kids' reaction to the hair. Um, I mean, she knew it was coming. Uh, my my daughter didn't have any reaction. I like videotaped it, expecting, and she was, uh, you know, didn't notice a difference. So I don't know if that's good or bad. But uh, uh, my wife's definitely not a fan. Um, you know, it's a bet I'm happy to lose. So uh, not happy with the hair, but happy that I lost the bet. So. What was the, uh, the bet was that uh, if Zach is still here week one, I got to dye my hair like Zach. So, um, again, you know, not happy with the hair, but happy I lost the bet. So it was with Zach? It was with Zach, yes, sir, yeah. Yes, Jeff. Uh, we won't get into it. Yeah, it's, it, I lost it, so I got my hair done. He said he wouldn't be here, and he said he would be. Was that? I was betting that he was going to get traded. Because that's, I firmly thought he was going to get traded, you know, and then, uh, you know. No, shouldn't he I think he might have known at that point, which is why I'm sitting here with this hair. So. That's hilarious. So inside information. It's in the off season. actually right after he dyed his hair. It was, uh, we were here a few weeks before training camp, uh, working out at the facilities. He had just started working back out of the facilities. Which probably should have been another sign to me that he probably might have been coming back, but, um. No, really happy that you know Zach's still here, and you know we have we have some really really good players on our offense, and um, you know we saw that uh, in the first game, and uh, you know now we just got to keep you know executing, keep uh, staying after it, keep being hungry. You mentioned the veterans of the team. Uh, you, know, you have a lot of young you know skill guys. Is there anything you have to say to them to kind of put last week behind them to refocus, or is it already a mature group? 
Well, I mean, you know, regardless of whether it's a young team or an old team, I think that message needs to be said. I mean, whenever you're coming off of a win where you really, um, you know, win the game in every phase pretty much, uh, you know, you need to communicate that because there are tons of things to fix up uh, offensively, defensively, um, special teams-wise, I'm sure, too. Um, you know, the amount of penalties we had, uh, pre-snap procedural things, uh, you know, those things are going to come back and bite us in tight games. So, uh, you know, we all know that we have to, to work on uh, a ton. And, if, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are at the start of the season. It matters how good you are at the end. We're all, every team's going to keep getting better from here on out. And, uh, you know, we got to continue to have that mindset moving forward. First time that Malata popped up on your radar, um, was it when they drafted him or did like Stout hit The moment did, I looked at him, yeah. Uh, no, but you're talking hear, about. Did, yeah, did, did Stout tell you anything about him beforehand? Was this no. just, oh, like, we get this 300 and something, you know, no. like uh, Australian rugby guy? No. I did not know about him until he was signed and with the Eagles. Um, and there were all sorts of stories when that happened and everything. I remember first time I ever saw him and just how big he was. Um, that you heard when they when they drafted him. You said there were a whole bunch of stories about. No, just, just we signed an Australian rugby player that had never played football before, and uh, you know whenever you got a guy coming in who's never played football before, um, that's a big that's a big uh, leap of faith, I guess. You know, he doesn't know anything about the game, doesn't know anything about you know just the vocabulary. I mean, you know, I think that in some elements you remember a little bit of Danny Watkins. In terms of, I know it's not a good comparison, but, you know, Danny had only played football for two years. And I still remember, like, generic calls and, and things that you that were, you know, any football player that had played before would know and, you know, just how raw he was in that regard. Um, and Jordan was even more so because he had never played. So um, it's really remarkable how far he's come so quickly. So because of well, that. Yeah, skeptical. You, you seventh round or whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, whenever you got a guy that big who can move that well, it's worth taking, you know, a flyer on him in either a late round or, or free agent, right? Um, because you know that if he can pick up the mental aspects and he can pick up the little technical things that all the traits are there, and it's hard to find that, uh, you know, type of athleticism, speed, strength um, outside of the first round, really. Uh, so, you know, I think it, it was a great decision by the Eagles to go for it, and yeah. I don't know who I'm talking to Landon right now. Jacobson, yeah. Uh, full participant for the first time sure. yesterday. You got a chance, at least, an individual to do a little mm -hmm. bit of combo stuff, I think. But mm -hmm. um, what have you seen from him? Is he, does he seem like he's back to what he was? Well, well, yeah, I don't know. know. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't with him pre-injury, but um, Landon looks great. He's extremely strong, uh, uh, big kid, uh, smart. You know, he's got all the traits. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, hasn't had an entire training camp. So little things are getting caught up on and everything like that. But um, physically-wise, you know, he's very, very impressive. And uh, he's a smart kid. So that'll I, I would assume he'll pick up on everything very, very quickly. Um, he did really well yesterday in practice, I thought. And um, no, you're good. Uh, and we were ironing things out all day uh, in team drills and everything like that. And that'll continue to happen as he gets more reps. Trying to make sure I don't lose another face off. You, uh, you play with quarterbacks who are, you know, who can run and guys who are, who are pocket guys. What's the biggest difference you see in the defense in terms of when you have a running quarterback, what it opens up for the rest of the running game? Well, yeah, it, it opens up the running game. It opens up, you know, it makes teams leery and, you know, 
blitz and pass protection, you know, I think it presents a number of problems that a defense has to be ready for. And if they're not, um, you know, it can, you know, it can lose them the game. So um, obviously a running quarterback has an ability to get the numbers right in the run game. You know, typically single high safety, you're always going to be kind of minus a hat. Uh, you're always trying to do motions or shifts or uh, pulls and things like that to get the numbers right. But sometimes a simple uh, quarterback read is, you know, can be devastating, especially if the guy can run like Jalen can. Um, and then in the pass game, just, you know, they got to be really, really disciplined in the rush lanes. You know, they got to, you want to try one of these huge overload blitzes. It could be great or he could scoot out the other side and it could be a 30 yard scramble. So, um, you know, it it's a dynamic part that, um, you know, I'm sure is a headache for defenses to have to account for. Hey, Jason, um, teammates with Tamiko Ryans for several years here yeah. in your career. What do you remember about him and, and are any lessons you took from him? I mean, D'Amico is just the you know, epitome of a leader, team captain, um, extremely smart guy. Not surprised at all that he's climbed the coaching ranks as quickly as he has. Um, you know, he was a phenomenal player here, really. The, the quarterback of Billy Davis's defenses when uh, when he was here with Chip and uh, you know phenomenal player really really smart and uh, I'm sure he's doing going to be great as a defensive coordinator. You mentioned the uh, you mentioned the job that the coaches did week one. Yeah. It's, I mean the performance like you can tell from the outside it looked like it was really well coached. But, but what is the kind of behind the scenes of that um, that makes that that kind of reflects the the job that the coaching staff did? Like what does that mean to you? I mean, you know, we, we we did a lot of different looks, a lot of different plays. It wasn't like we were running like pretty vanilla things. And I think, um, you know, Nick harped on this all off season with the fundamentals, hyped hyped uh, harped on, uh, you know, uh, connecting. And I think that, you know, this this whole training camp, you know, we've been getting closer as a unit, closer as a team. And um, I mean, we really really try and coach up every little detail possible. Um, you know, not that we didn't do that before. I just think that these coaches, in particular, across the board, have done a phenomenal job of getting guys ready to go and making sure guys are on top of their assignments, know what, know what they're doing, keeping guys accountable. And um, you know, it, it was really done well done all off season. So it's not surprising that it went well uh, on the game day. I think uh, Frank Reich had a quote that I think is really applicable, no matter who the coach is, but. Uh, no, no man is suddenly different than his habits and cherished thought. You know, what you do every single day, what you think about every single day, ultimately tends to be what ends up manifesting itself. So, um, you know, we've been, you know, we've been working really, really hard all off season and we have great players and we have co- great coaches and um, now we just got to keep rolling. We got to keep uh, improving, keep uh, our foot on the pedal, uh, improving, uh, not thinking that, you know, we're arrived or anything like that, which, you know, after one game, uh, hopefully nobody's thinking that. Yeah, see you guys. Next up, defensive end Brandon Graham. How did you feel like the whole thing worked uh, Sunday? With I mean, the, the interior guys really got after it. You know what? I felt like it was a start. Uh, we see where we where we are, uh, what we're capable of, and now it's all about just staying consistent. I think that um, I like some things that we that we was doing, and I feel like. It's some areas where we could we could get better, because uh, you know, uh, running the ball, they they ran they ran up for a little bit. We was let we was letting them uh, bust through there a couple times. Um, I know that's could be cleaned up because when we looked at the film, it was just like little things that um, that they was winning on. And so um, you just try to find the you just try to find that happy medium where you like okay, 
we good at this. This is what we need to work. So I'm just happy we got a baseline. It seems like you guys are still kind of adjusting to like those odd man fronts. You know, you've sort of mentioned the transition. I mean, where do you think you guys are with that now? And like, when you guys are adjusted to it, like, what do you like about that? Uh, you know what? I like that you're not in the same spot. Like what JG says, like they don't know how to attack you. I mean, they're not going to attack you from the same like you know spot that you normally be in. Uh, because as in a four-three end, you you pretty much either outside the tight end as an end, or you in a five uh, outside the tackle. And so, I think that um, it's just a nice switch up. And I feel like we've, we're going to keep, keep getting better as we keep uh, working it and repping it. Because as you know, I mean, we just, this is the first year. It's always, you always got to kind of go through some, your, your hard, the hard stuff first. And then you, it becomes a little easier. And I, I'm hoping that, um, you know, it's going to be something that, that helps us later. Is it an advantage when you're in that odd man front, like to get one-on-ones in passing situations? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's certain runs that they're not going to hit you with because it's not, it's not good for the look. But you, but you tend to see what runs that that they do run up one with you. I mean, run against you, and you got to make sure that you uh, are stout in that. And so, I mean, I, all you got to do is really know how they want how they want to attack the the, um, the odd fronts and how they attack the because uh, we know how they attack the four man fronts. When, when you took the game that uh, on show like the difference you can make when Oh, it helps. A, it helps a lot because now, now they got another problem to deal with. And so, uh, when you think when you think it's just Fletch you're gonna be dealing with, or me, or you going you got other guys on the line that's gonna uh, that you're giving a one on one to, that you might want to think about too. And so now it's all about uh, the offensive coordinator being creative on his part on, on how he attacks us. But it's only it's only a great problem to have when you got other guys on, uh, on the line doing good too. Seems like the 49ers, they, they always lose running backs and they always still run the ball well. What's the challenge of their running game? Um, you know they want to do it. And especially if they watch those first couple drives, you know, they, they might start. Yeah, trust me. We uh, we know our issues and we, we are working on them uh, as we speak right now. I know that uh, these guys are really good at that. Uh, they went to the... They went to the Super Bowl pretty much off that running the ball. Uh, I remember watching the the Green Bay and and 49ers game in the playoffs, and you would think that they was about to run like that, and they ran. Uh, so we just got our we just got our hands full. We got to make sure that we we come out uh, with more intensity, cause uh, that's one thing I will say them them guys run uh, them boys running, and you got to make sure you keep up uh, or or set the tempo, uh, um, and that's uh, gonna be our part is setting that tempo. The, the dictate what's gonna happen, not let them, cause that's what that's what they be doing with teams. They dictate the tempo, and we gotta make sure we we bring our own tempo. Yeah. Obviously, they're out front. How much challenge that? Pretty good. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a big challenge, but it's something that that we're ready for. Because I feel like uh, with guys like or vets like me and Fletch and people that's been there before, we I mean, and then Hargrave, no, uh, I mean. It's just we just got to do our job. We got to go out and, and carry out our game plan, uh, make the main thing the main thing that's getting off the ball, keying, keying your guy, making sure your hands is good, your technique, and just making sure that you uh, have an effort to the ball. And so I think uh, if we had that mindset to just go out and just effort and, and, and do what we've been working on all week, I think we'd be fine. I think when you start trying to make plays on your own, that's when you get in trouble. How crazy, you, you and Fletcher have been together 10 years. You've been playing together 10 years. 
You know, that's so rare, you know? Man, it's so cool, too. And I'm trying to make sure that we end it with a bang. You know what I'm saying? Trying to go out. Because, uh, like I tell them, every year, as you don't know, every year I've been saying it, like, Fletch, you don't know when it's gonna be when it's going to be over. So let's maximize it the best we can. And with us being on the same side, and we know we get to slide most of the time, which is cool. That's respect, because I respect guys, too. And um, we just got to make sure that we um, are doing exactly what people fear. It's, uh, and that's going out there and dominating each and every Sunday, and, or at least maximizing to where other guys get the opportunity because of how dominant we are uh, up front. So I think that uh, we got a job to do to help other guys. And that's and that's us just staying on ourselves, staying consistent, and trying to trying to go longer if we can. Hey, Brandon, um, obviously they used two quarterbacks in the last game, and you know different styles and everything like that. Uh, how tough is that to kind of prepare for? And, and what kind of things do you have to look for when you know, let's say Trey Lance comes in as opposed to Garoppolo? Uh, well, you go off what you've seen at first. Um, so he was out there probably what five, couple plays, and but uh, what you see. You, you work, and then as the game go, if, if it happens in the game where he comes in and they do something different, you just adjust. Um, and that's where the coaching come in because we know we got to go out there and do what they mainly do. And then they always got little, little wrinkles in there, and that's throwing another quarterback in. But we got to play like we're going to play, you know, Garoppolo. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we got to who, – who's the main guy? This is the guy that comes in right here. And he does this and he does that. He could throw too. He's their future, but right now they're working them in and we'll see what they throw at us. We just gotta that's when you that's when you really wanna read your keys and make sure that you uh you, you are on the same communication uh, as a defense because when a new guy come in that can threaten you on the run, uh you gotta make sure that you um, you get a hat on. We got Steve here guys. Thanks, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate, Appreciate it, it yeah. man. Yeah. Next, cornerback Steven Nelson. I wanted to ask you about um, Kayvon came in uh, with, you know, no expectation of having to play pretty early. Uh, what did he show you and, and what does that show about the whole kind of communication of the secondary that the whole yeah. thing kept working at a pretty high level, even with a new face in there? Yeah, he mean, that just goes to show like, you know, um, guys always got to have that next man up mentality, you know, no matter where you're at on the depth chart, you know, you have to, you know, have know the information and be able to, you know, uh, come in and be accountable, you know what I mean? So that's what he showed, he came in and um, was, was was playing playing his tail off. How'd you feel you played on Sunday? Me or? You, yeah. I feel like I played decent, a uh, couple areas I can always get better at. You know, that's what I'm always trying to strive for, just to get better. Um, I think I, for the first game, I definitely think I played okay. And what about like, you know, the way you and Slay were able to work together? I mean, do you think that worked out pretty well? I mean, going back to yeah, we we we've been working together um, this whole time since I've been here in training camp. You know, just you know, trying to get better. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm asking him questions, asking me questions, and you know, just uh, kind of just building that you know relationship on and off the field. What's the challenge of their their two quarterback, the 49ers two quarterbacks? BG was just talking about it uh, yeah. a little bit. On, uh, how challenging is that? They're so different too. Yeah, you just gotta kind of study. Uh, you know, it's, you got to kick in, uh, study a little extra, a little overdrive, you know, because um, they don't run the same plays. Um, so you got to, you know, know what plays you're going to expect when um, Trey Lance is in the game and, and same with Jimmy G. 
with the 49ers, you know, they've, they've seen like every year they have wide receivers who mm -hmm. you know, are really good after the catch. Mm -hmm. Is that more personnel or do you think that's scheme? Like, what do you think goes into it? Um, I think that's that's their person. That's their personnel. You know, they you know they they like those guys. You know, those uh, tough guys, and you know they do a really good job at it. You know, um, you know they've been successful at it. You know, and that's probably what's made them, you know, really good football team. It seemed like after those first two drives, tackling and coverage really uh, across the board got better. Mm -hmm. um, was that adjustments, scheme adjustments, or just kind of you guys settling down a little bit? Uh, just settling down, and I mean that's that's pretty much our mentality, you know. Since I've been here, um, that's pretty much what I had said since day one. I did an interview with you guys that, you know, I noticed the physicality level here um, has went up from my years in the past, and you know we've been doing that this whole my whole time here. So um, we're just putting it on display now. You guys obviously went against a tight end last last week, who's really good at. Mm -hmm. Another one, obviously, in Kittle. Like, what, what are the kind of keys to keeping him in check? As far as you're concerned? Man, I would love to tell you answer, man, but I can't give you the game plan, man. But Kittle's great, super great tight end, man. D does everything well. I mean, but obviously, he's a guy you have to you know, keep an eye on. You know? You know, I guess so. Let's see, <laughs> man. Let's see. You guys good? All right. Thanks, All right, Steve. Guys. Appreciate Thank it. You, up next, guard Isaac Siamalu. Hey, Isaac. Thanks for taking the time today. Yeah, no problem. We'll get started here with Ed Kratz and then Chris Franklin. Hey, Isaac. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? Good, man. Thanks for doing this. Um, just want to ask you, you know, Jason Kelsey always talks about how he feels like you're kind of an underrated part of this offensive line, and it shouldn't be the way – it is, but how do you feel about that and maybe being kind of the underdog on a line that's, you know, a lot of other parts get a claim? Yeah, man, uh, I try not to worry about any of that stuff. You know, um, I try to lock into what I'm doing and what my job is. Um, how can I perform at the highest level? How can I improve every day? Um, you know, as great as a team sport football is, it really become, comes down to those individual matchups and, you versus the guy across from you, from you, especially in the offensive line. So, you know, for me, it's it's focusing on my my craft, focusing on my uh, my job, my assignment, all that stuff, and everything else will you know, <clears throat> take care of itself. You know. If I, if I could just follow up, do you, do you feel like you use that maybe as a little motivation? You know, during the off season in your uh, quest to work on your craft and improve. Uh, I mean, first of all, it's. I'm truly blessed to come to a place where you have guys like Kelsey and Brandon. I played next to JP and Lane. You know what I mean? It's not like that at a lot of places where you have these super talented, you know, best at what they do guys that are also willing to take on younger guys like myself and, and teach and educate and mentor. So um, I'm more blessed and, and thankful than anything. Um, you know, the, the, the only competitor, you know, other than on Sundays is is the Isaac of today. You know, what the Isaac of yesterday, how can I, you know, improve from that? So that's a that's kind of my mentality about it. Go ahead, Chris and then Bo. Hey Isaac, you guys are taking on the 49ers for the second straight year. Do you, have you seen any changes in them schematically uh, with Domingo Ryan Domingo Ryan's being the defensive coordinator now as opposed to what you saw with Robert Sala last season? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little different for me just because I was hurt for that game last year um, and not as 
super involved, but uh, I will say, you know, up front, they're, you know, they're solid. They obviously have a bunch of good players. Uh, they play hard. Um, you know, I, I think it'll be, you know, a good game. These, you know, this is what you kind of look forward to playing against good players and, you know, the scheme, they're going to get off the rock and, you know, attack. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Bowen and Martin. Isaac, Jason was uh, telling us about, you know, losing his bet, uh, and that's why he's got the blonde hair. I'm curious if you have any bet with your sister this week. <laughs> nah, man, it's all family. You know what I'm saying? Um, my family's my biggest support system. Obviously, you know, she works for the Niners, so, you know, she's going to root for the, the people that's paying the, the, you know, the salary and the paycheck. But at the end of the day, you know, if I'm talking to my family, I'd rather talk about stuff other than, Football, you know what I'm saying? But uh no nah, no no animosity there. How how proud of you, uh how proud of her are you, um, you know, for, for what she's done. Um obviously, you know, there aren't there aren't too many women um in, in roles like, like that. And, and what, what was it like for her sort of growing up as as the girl in that football household? Yeah, super proud of her, man. She um you know, she's she's climbed the ranks, she is really good at what she does and um as you know, she enjoys it, and I think that's the biggest thing. You know, what I mean, if you can come to work and enjoy what you do, and um, you know, have people pay you for it, then I think you're pretty living a pretty good life. So I'm I'm super proud of her, definitely. Thank you. Go ahead, Martin, and then John. Hey Isaac, um, as as a guy who's played next to Jordan, you know, last year and obviously this year, I mean. What, how far have you seen him come since, you know, he's, he's been here? And, and uh, what did you guys think about his new contract extension? Uh, Jordan, man, the, the not a good, good enough good things I could say about him, man. This dude is, so for some guy that's just like, just started playing football, you know what I mean? His ceiling is so high, um, and he's really just scratching the surface of what he can do. He showed it last year. He showed it last weekend. Um, the contract extension is humongous, not only for himself and, you know, the standard and the expectations, but for his, for his family, for, you know, the name on his back, for the people in his household. I mean, it's, it's huge. It's a big, it's the biggest deal, you know what I mean, to kind of provide for the people around you like that. And uh, can't be more proud of him, man. He's uh, come a long way and he's got, he's, he's only going to get better, which is awesome to see. Go ahead, John, and then Ed. Hey, Isaac. Um, you just talked about Jordan a little bit and his development. Curious what uh, what Stout's uh, coaching has done for your development over the years and how you felt when he was coming back because he had other options in the mm -hmm. offseason, the fact that he came back with you guys again. Yeah, uh, I mean, Stoutland has been uh, integral to the football player I am today. Um you know, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing as well as I am if it wasn't for him. Um, you know, he he, he truly cares about each individual um, on and off the field. But, I mean, he coaches the heck out of guys, and that's something you want. You don't want a guy that's just there for a paycheck. He's here for us. He's here to service us. And, you know, I just try to be a sponge every day and um, with him and the older guys and learn as much as I can, you know, and be confident in what I'm doing. Go ahead, Ed. Yeah, hey, Isaac. Uh, Kelsey reminded us today that your first year, or even into your second year, you 
you uh, were played guard, center, tackle, even tight end and some jumbo packages. So uh, how does it feel to have settled in kind of as the, you know, as a guard uh, on this team and just playing that one position? Then, and, and then secondly, um, PFF Pro Football Focus had you ranked as the number one guard coming out of the Atlanta game. Did you feel like it was your best game of your career? Uh, what was the first part of the question? My bad. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's a lot. Uh, yeah, I just you Kelsey had talked about you playing yeah. every position on the O line. How does it feel to have settled in at the uh, you know that left guard spot? How beneficial is that for you? Yeah, it feels. I mean, it feels really good. You know, what I mean, to be able to lock into one position and you know the fine details, the subtleties of the position, and you know what I can work on in the off season, how I can continually work to get better during the season and um, having a lot of confidence. I think that's the biggest thing is as an offensive lineman, man, you have to, you, you got to be confident, you know, especially in all those one-on-one matchups. Um, you got, you got to have that mentality of, of being a dog out there, you know, and getting after guys. Um, and then man, the PFF, here's the deal, man. This dude, Brandon Brooks has been the best guard for, the past three, four years, and it's just regardless of what PFF or whatever says, like that dude. You know, I, I watch him. I get that's what I'm saying. I'm so lucky and blessed to to watch him work every day, because um, I mean it's not even close with him in the rest of the league. So, you know, PFF is whatever to me. Uh, I'm locked into what I'm doing. You know, um, you know, tide goes up and down. I want to be constant. I want to be composed. I want to be the same guy every day and work on my craft and getting better. Do, do you feel like it might've been your best game though? When you look back at the tape and, and you saw what the type of game you played, do you think it was one of your better ones? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, honestly, I, I try to, you know, we get 24 hours to think on a game. And then after that, you know, I've been on San Francisco probably for the last like 48 hours. And um, all I care about is, you know, us getting the W and that's what we got. So um, I'm on the San Fran. Thanks, Isaac. Are there any other questions for Isaac? All right. Thanks for the time, Isaac. Appreciate it, guys. And lastly, wide receiver Quez Watkins. There's a lot of guys who can catch the football on this team a lot. Um, there's going to be games where Hurts doesn't catch any balls or, 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 Devon, or whoever. Um, how do you guys all kind of deal with that it seems like a pretty unselfish group uh, from what we can tell yeah we all are unselfish we know at the end of the day like we got to get each other open we got to help each other out and at the end of the day you know there's only one ball on the field and the ultimate goal is to to win regardless i knew this was coming <laughs> i knew this was coming uh, i mean when y'all when y'all talk to smitty he he said he, he gonna let y'all know you know the difference between them so, yeah, you got to wait till y'all talk to him. <laughs> huh? But behind the scenes, you know, he, you know, he more talkative. You know, he open up, laugh, he pretty goofy. But, um, you know, he only showed that to, you know, certain people. You mentioned that you trained with Calvin Ridley over the summer. Did you get a chance to talk to him after the game or anything? Yeah, after the game, I, uh, I was talking to him and uh, Kyle Pitts, um, and, you know, just wishing the boys luck. As far as as far as that unselfishness you were just talking about, is that something that takes a little while? Because like everybody was a star in college, everybody caught a bunch of balls. Does it take a little while to kind of accept that? And, and you know? um, I mean, it depends on the person. You know, some people they are different, but um, we all know we gotta you know put our egos to the side and 
try to get wins week in and week out. Did you get on a load that? You kind of learned that last year. I mean, going through the season that you did. I mean, obviously got off to a rough start with the injury mm-hmm. and you know, the playing time and stuff. Yeah, I had to. You know, I had to learn early. You know how to play my role and do what I need to do to help this team. If that's playing on practice squad or whatever, then you know it is what it is. You get the sense though that it's important to, to make Sirianni and yeah, I do. That's one thing I do like about it. You know, everybody, everybody has their plays, everybody has their touches. But you know, it's what you do with it. Uh, that's the whole ultimate goal. You know, when you get your, you know, whatever touches you get, you know, what you're gonna do with it. You are gonna make the best of them or what? All the receivers seem to block really well. Someday, uh, how much probably do all you got in this offense? I guess you really have to uh, to create space and. and you know, the short passes and everything. How, how much pride do you guys all have in that aspect of your game? Uh, shoot, we know we're blocking for our brothers, so we know we want, we want our brothers to get a first down, get a touchdown, so we're going to do what we can to, you know, free them up. When, when you look at the game that uh, Jalen Hurts had on, on Sunday, what, what did you notice was, like, the biggest difference from, like, last year, you know, when, when you go for playing? Um, really, you know, it, it was the first game. He's, he's look, he looked a lot better, you know, more fluent, stepping up in the pocket. He just, you know, he looked like a whole, whole better quarterback. But, you know, he is that guy. I mean, did some of that come because, like, you know, last year in December when he was playing, it's mostly like an offense that was designed for Carson, you think? Um, honestly, you know, it was, I guess it was the scheme, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's him, you know. He stepped up, he, um, you know, he playing a different role than he played last year. Um, all of them have that, you know, that certain personality. They just show, you know, they show what they want to show. But Landon, you know, he's gonna show who he is regardless of, you know, who's around. That's just the type of person he is. Do you think the, the, the first three plays the other night, uh, the other day, does that make you tougher to defend? Like, because now teams kind of, they know that there's more to your game than just, you know, run and go routes. And... Um, it's, you know, tougher for defense for, you know, the whole defense, regardless of just me. It's like, uh, like I can run these bubbles and gain 10, 15 yards and we can, you know, fake or whatever it is. And it's just different. You know, we can open up in different ways. You guys sort of take what's there, you know, you call plays based off of what they're thinking at the line of scrimmage sometimes. How does that compare to, like, your college offense? I mean, what's it like being in that type of Uh With this offense, you know, Jalen got the free will to, you know, check, make different calls and stuff like that. In college, it was, you know, kind of set. It's, you know, we got this, you got that. So different now is, you know, we have, we're professional, so we have the free free will to, you know, make checks. Good. Cool. We got BG. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.